and welcome back to Unhealthy Discourse. As always, I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Ooh, that one had a little bit of yeehaw in it. I haven't heard <laughs> yeah. that in a while. Or I ever, go, maybe. I wasn't sure where I was uh, going with it, but it, it had a little yippee. It kind of worked. It gave me like a, I don't know, sort of a bird vibe. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe I just, I think I have birds on the brain because let me tell, you saw let me bird. tell you what happened. So I was in Palm Springs last weekend and maybe it was two weekends ago. I've lost track. Um, and I just turned my left at my hotel room and there was a hawk. Like a beautiful hawk, I think a Cooper's hawk, um, just sitting on my my patio, and he turns like he like saw me, and I was just standing there in awe. And I took a photo; I, I'll have to show it to you. Um, and it's like so beautiful, and I was like, "Whoa! I don't think I've ever seen a hawk this close up," because it was only like a few feet away from me, and it was it was like it really just sort of like time stopped, and I was like, "Whoa." sick bird and then afterwards i was like now i have to google like everything about hawk symbolism and pretty much all of it said that it's a good omen and so i yeah. just feel like really good things are about to happen to me yeah we're waiting for like let us know we'll have to do a a follow-up episode about all the good things that happen after the hawk sighting. yeah yeah maybe maybe several because i just don't know if we can get it into one yeah we we'll see yeah yeah. Well, we have an exciting topic today. One, I, I feel like the the wordplay on this one is a little bit of um, a different type than any of the other wordplays that we've done. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I kind of like it. Um, it's rolling rock versus rock and roll. Mm. And I will be taking the side of rock and roll because I'm a musician, uh, which is not true. Um, but <laughs> Oh, don't sell yourself short. I have, I have a guitar on Grammy my nominated, um, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. By someone. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Let's just get mailed in. Some, I, I definitely mailed in your yeah. nomination. Oh, perfect, perfect. And then uh, you will be taking the side of Rolling Rock the Beer because it's your favorite, right? Is, is it is it not? No. Uh, no. But what I, like I don't about think this I've that, ever had Rolling Rock. Um, I have. We'll get into it. Uh, but what I like is that beer and rock and roll go together. I don't even, Dude, it's kind of hard to pit them purpose. against each other because they they really are kind of the perfect union. Yeah, they complement each other. Maybe we'll just uh, really change the scoring system for this specific one. We'll just add up the scores yeah. and give ourselves the total. Yeah, you know what? I'm in for that. But uh, let's not let's not give any spoilers away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's um, rock and roll. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. I think I'm going to have you go first, like I always do, Matt. Uh, okay, So without any, without more ado, many ado... With what's the phrase there? Without much without ado, further without ado. further ado. Oh my goodness! Further ado. Thank you. Um, here is Matthew uh, defending Rolling Rock. Well, first of all, a little about Rolling Rock, which is a beer. Um, it was first brewed in Latrobe, 
Pennsylvania in 1939. Um, and why did it become famous? What's so interesting about rolling or not? It comes in the little green cans. Uh, it was actually a seven ounce. Uh, the 12 ounce was known as a horse and the 12 and the seven ounce was a pony. You get a little pony of beer, oh. which is very cute, I think. And the that green color was, cute. yeah. Back in the day, the green color was different. You know, everything else was like the right. see-through brown. So that kind yes, of uh, see-through brown. Yeah, that made them notable, uh, memorable, and so they're pretty successful. Um, but then we kind of uh, get into the story of the Rolling Rock decline. I'm not gonna. I don't want to belabor it too much, considering I'm arguing in favor of Rolling Rock. Uh, but they're currently so. So were they Impact. were they founded before or after Jesse Owens won gold in the 1939 Berlin Olympics? Oh, that's a great question. Do we have a date? On probably that? the exact same day. That oh, uh, you know what? Oh my Jesse god! You Owens. know what? I actually, you're probably. I think I remember reading something about that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think those are both in the Wikipedia. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens was above the fold. Rolling Rock was just under it. <laughs> yeah. On the newspaper. Yeah. Or it was the other way around. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it could have been. Could have been the other way around. <laughs> Anything's possible. Who knows? I mean, pa- papers from that time don't exist, so we'll never know. I guess for sure. Oh, here's an interesting thing, though. There's a number 33 on uh, that's printed on all the bottles of Rolling Rock. But people don't know where the number comes from. There are some conspiracy theories about where the number comes from. Some, oh, think, this. some think that the 33 refers to the founding year of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have their training camp in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, some think that 33 degrees Fahrenheit is a perfect temperature to keep beer. Maybe. Could be that. Could be. Uh, could be. 33 degrees of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. I have no idea why that would be it. What, <laughs> what it is. We should come up with our own theory and put it on this Wikipedia article. Yeah. My theory is that anything that has a date attributed to it is actually just six years before the actual date of it happening. So, like, if I was born in 96, I was actually born in 1990. Yeah. Yeah, that ha- that happens often. 19, 1939, six years before 1933. Yeah. So it, it could definitely be that. We can't rule it out. Um, but other theories, not that one. Which is yours is probably right, but other ideas yeah. are that they tested 33 batches of beer before coming up with the right formula. Uh, there were 33 stairs from the brewmaster's office to the brewing floor. Who's kind I of like stairs? that one. It, That's my favorite that, one. Imagine being so bored in the 1930s that you're counting the number of stairs. Um, yeah, never yeah. done anything like that. <laughs> Uh, the repeal of Prohibition was in 1933. 
Oh, you know what? That one seems the most likely. It could very well be that. Um, but the point is, Dude, no one there knows, are so many thirty-three. Exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, maybe thirty-three is like a like one of those magic numbers, and you only start seeing I... it once you think about it. Is is there an heir to the Rolling Rock fortune, and should I try to date them and learn the secret? <laughs> Well, no, that's what I was uh, going to say before is uh, the Latro Brewing Company um, already already no. gained their wealth. They sold the company to first Labatt, and now it's owned by InBev. So Rolling Rock is Who no Who isn't longer. owned by InBev? Pretty that much, is yeah. Yeah, it's tough. They're no longer the scrappy little microbrew beer startup <clears throat> well i'm the out then. yeah i know that's tough it's going to be hard to overcome that fact and in, in my argument um and it kind of uh plays into everyone's current perceptions of the beer it was super popular in the 70s 80s and peaked in the 90s um but then they they sold it became another cheap InBev beer. Um, I mean, for me, like when I was in college, it was not a not one of the top choices for cheap beer. Uh, like no, it was well like below. Natty Light was. Yeah, Natty Light, Keystone. Keystone. Um, I think it had a small role as like a hip surge beer. Roll. Yeah, it did definitely. Yeah. Roll, Rolling Rock. But. Uh, yeah, it had a rolling rock roll. A rock and roll, if you will. Oh, uh, my God. But definitely behind PBR, even in that regard. Oh, so, PBR definitely way more prolific in the hipster world. Yeah, for sure. Um, but who knows? Maybe these things come and go in trends. Maybe rolling True. rock will be revived as a... A scrappy little this, beer that could. Your argument could be the one that does it. Maybe what, once people listen to this, well, it sounds better than a tart, refreshing, cheap rolling rock. Nothing rocks and rolls like a rolling rock. <laughs> I can't decide slogan, if you. Yeah, should you be like head of marketing? Man, uh, I think so. At InBev, yeah. At uh-huh. InBev, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just just for Rolling Rock. Just for that, they they should create a position if it doesn't exist. Um. Uh, so, what would you say are the main tenets of your argument, Matthew? Uh, Rolling Rock, known for being a little scrappy, down to earth, uh, blue collar working beer from Latrobe. Uh. Small town beer that that uh, grew because people loved the the little green can, the ponies, the lore behind the, the number thirty three, the ponies. Yeah, and only to become uh, a cheap watered down version of what it used to be. However, maybe aren't we all a cheap watered down version of what we used to be? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Basically, Rolling Rock is just a can metaphor we bl- for Can life. we blame Rolling Rock for that? 
Yeah, honestly, though. So true. Um, I like those arguments. I, uh, I think, I think it's going to be tough to beat that. I mean, because I really view them as like the little engine that could, you know, and it's just like, exactly. they're out there and the little pony and yeah. the little green and they could, they're, they they're, making the way. they're just, they're just they're hoping for some like, oh, that's true. They're just hoping for like the next wave of Gen Z hip yeah. people to be like rolling rock is it man although unfortunately i mean not not unfortunately uh but it is important to note that gen z is like very sober curious so i don't know how that's gonna go but they're like drinking less than any generation before them that's what i um could be tough future marketer um oh true i have an idea i'm not gonna what share is your idea, idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's proprietary. Can't tell, can't tell. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once, I, once I get that big rolling rock money, then I'll share it on there. <laughs> oh, you'll be rolling then. Yeah, rolling in the money. <laughs> I'll be roll, rolling the rocky checks. Do you think that I'm blanking on the very famous man uh, who has the song Like a Rolling Stone? Dylan. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's the man. Uh, I was like the man that wears his jackets up really high um, on his, <laughs> like he's always cold. Um, very well, famous song. Yeah. Thank you. Do you think that he really wanted to call it like a Rolling Rock, but then was like, oh no, I don't yeah, want to get sued. Yeah. And then he went with like a like a Rolling Stone instead. I've I've heard that I read that in the papers from. I actually do you think the Rolling Stones also had the same problem? Yeah, they wanted to be the Rolling Rocks. I read that in the in the papers from back in the day. Which is a perfect segue into my argument. I mean, honestly, I think the Rolling Stones' entire discography is enough of an argument for rock and roll. But. I will elaborate I mean, don't, further. You don't, yeah, you don't have to stop there if you don't want to. I probably won't because I've never been known to be succinct in my words. But um, yeah, rock and roll. Okay, here we go. So first of all, what an iconic music type that also proliferated into fashion, slang, culture, really. Uh, it was a whole vibe. The parents hated it. The kids loved it. And it's lived on for generations. Um, and honestly, some of the biggest rock and roll bands of our time, or uh, not our time, of like the 50s and the 60s are still some considered the, like, the biggest bands today. Like you think about it, the Beatles just released a song. I realize that it's, you know, post-mortem for several of the members but um like i can't think of a single band well from now where if they released a song in 60 years people would be like whoa that's i even know them (laughs) (laughs) as everyone knows the beatles because why because they were they were big into rock and roll and like elvis movies costumes uh just 
everything, the voice, the vibe, uh, impersonators. Um, but he's big on Halloween. Um, that, that's a whole vibe there. And he was like the king of rock and roll. And then also like all of the other acts ever that were rock and roll <laughs> acts. <laughs> wow. What a great sentence, Aaron. And, and um, furthermore. That, <laughs> and furthermore, I don't even think I'm going to finish that sentence because it really speaks for itself. Um, but yeah, that. Um, and then also the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland and it's a pyramid. And I do believe that it is on the top 10 list of largest pyramids in the world, which we might have to look at. Ooh. I do know the one in Vegas is on there, which is hilarious. That's probably one of the top 10 most interesting things about Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> I think it might be <laughs> top one, maybe two. <laughs> Yeah, I I could be very wrong about um oh the Luxor Hotel is number six. That is wow. so funny. <laughs> I've stayed there. Okay. Are pyramids so back. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pyramids are so back. Um not not great if you like want clearance for walking around the perimeter of your room. But um great aesthetically from the outside. Um but, uh, no, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not on the top ten list. But it would have been great if it was for my <laughs> argument. Um, I don't know. But I really just wanted an excuse to bring that. Cleveland into this. <laughs> um, also, I mean, what, what, would, what would beer be without rock and roll? <laughs> Pretty much the same. Okay, I'm going to take that argument back because you could use that against me easily. Um, uh... You could easily turn that around on me. Um, the the other thing is rock and roll uh, brought people together. Just think about the amount of people that have met at concerts. My parents' first date was at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Your mom loves Bruce Springsteen. Um, and uh, there's nothing like a rock song at a wedding or uh, at a bar. Yeah. Where you're drinking Rolling Rock. Um, I mean, if I want to improve my vibe, I'm not going to listen to some smooth jazz, you know? Or maybe I will if I want to chill, but um, that's just me. I want to listen to something that's going to pump me up. Like, like Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. In yeah. short, rock and roll is a vibe. It's great to listen to. It has staying power. Uh, it brings people together, um, Cleveland, and uh, it's enjoyed by um, all people who have taste. Okay, that's pretty strong. I do think that sev several of those arguments are things that I have used for an argument um, in the past for other things, but... Um, if well, we repeated it. all the exact same things, I wouldn't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the I'm just going to keep saying rock the same rock argument. It's a short shorthand. Oh, there's no difference? No, the and roll is implied. The and roll is implied. It's okay. just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like how you don't say, you don't say, um, you know, something long. You say you say the short <laughs> version. 
That's true. <laughs> I never say something long. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, who need who needs concrete examples? <laughs> Work this one. I know. That was that <laughs> was a perfect explanation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know that we sort of, we sort of, um, hinted at a, a, a point scale for this, but, uh, we, we could, we could zig, we could zag, we could stay on the same path, we could do whatever we wanted for these point system right now. We could rock, we could roll, who knows? Oh, oh, couldn't we, though? Yeah. Um, what are we thinking? Should we, should we combine? Because I... Should we combine because really beer and rock and roll are the perfect union? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. All right. So in in at the count of three, I'm gonna assign you a point and then you're gonna assign me a point and then we're gonna add them together if they're not too difficult to do in my head. Okay. That addition. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Three. I just realized I had count of three. Does that mean I have to go one, two, three or three, two, one? Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna go Definitely one, two, three. three two, one. You want three, two, one? Yeah. Because it's on the count of three. With no, no, no. One, do, two, three. do like a do like a rock rock and roll drummer leading like one, two, three, four, and then say. Okay, so on the count of four. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four. 35. Fifty. Oh, I thought you were oh, gonna shit. go thirty-three. Oh my god! I. Re- it's okay. I know this is a podcast, so you can't see my facial expression, but I am like, I am in despair and I'm shaking my head at the moment. That was a mistake. I didn't even do 39 or 30. Wow. It's all right. I'm off my game today, Matthew. We're going to add them together. Well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we add, if we add, (laughs) we got 85, which is a big year for someone. Um, Not me, but. Oh, Bowling for Soup was into that, into that year. Uh, yeah, it was the song? That's I mean, it wasn't in 1985. Yeah, that's just the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, that's the most notable thing that happened, or I don't even know if it happened. I don't think it even did happen in 1985, but it's the most notable thing. What year, did you, what year did your parents get married? Uh, I think, before, um, like, Two or three years before I was born, it would have been okay. Wait, after 85, 85 wouldn't have even made sense, so never mind. No, it's close, not eight. Maybe they got married like 87. Um, well, that would have been the most notable thing, but I guess we'll go with the bowling for soup song yeah. in this case. Anyway, good work, Matthew. Great argument. Uh, I really feel Great like job. I need to go crack open beer and listen to some rock and roll now. Okay. Uh, I've been listening uh, to a lot of soft 50s lately. I, I don't know what the deal is, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have that, I have that Paul Anka song, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, stuck in my head. Put your head on my shoulder. You shouldn't allow me to sing on the podcast because I don't know how. Um, <laughs> should, it should be illegal. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that song. I think we're going to take a uh, brief break here before we get into our fun little segments, though. Yes, listeners, grab a beer, listen to one rock and roll song, and then come of back. Of your choice. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider sponsoring us so that we can continue to create new episodes by going to anchor.fm slash unhealthy. Thank you for listening. Hello, we're back. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Steely Dan if we we're talking about a uh, 70s yacht rock um, during that break or uh, a little um, Paul. Ang- no, not Paul Anka. Um, Dion, would we consider Dion rock and roll? No, it's like doo up. Uh, yeah, I guess we could go Zeppelin. Yeah, Zeppelin. I think I think the correct choice and if anyone the correct choice was rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. Uh, so if you didn't oh, that, true. you lost the game. If you did listen to that, you yeah. won the game, and let us know, and we'll send you a prize. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's a signed prize. Will not be guitar by Aaron. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I shred. Grammy nominated. I shred. Gram- yep. By someone. Exactly. <laughs> uh. So our next segment here, I think, is actually kind of a brilliant idea, and Matthew came up with it. Uh, don't spread the word too widely that I'm giving him credit for something. Uh, but apparently Mean Girls is getting a remake. Is that true, Matt? Yeah. I, well, I saw it on the internet, so it has to be true. And there was actually a right. trailer. Yep. And it made oh, me wow. think, no one asked for this. No one asked for Mean Girls to be a remake. Um, yeah. The original is pretty good. It's actually awesome the way it is, and we don't really need to change it. I was thinking, what other movies do we not need to remake or even make a sequel? I think I've got uh, one for you. Go ahead. Uh, I Everyone's Hero, directed and produced by a former Superman and current quadriplegic Christopher Reeve. Uh, I believe it came out in maybe 2004 as an animated movie about... Um, Babe Ruth's baseball bat, but I just don't really feel like we probably need a sequel. <laughs> we got that one right the first time. <laughs> yeah, that one was honestly. Um, I want to make sure I got the year right because otherwise that'd be embarrassing. Um, yeah, I think that one was pretty much 2006. Okay, I was uh, a little bit off, but uh, sounds like a stellar uh, motion picture. Uh, Google says, in a nutshell, hopeful and childlike. Um, unfortunately, it only got a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. But 73% of Google users liked this movie. Okay. It should be 100%. Um, yeah. And uh, so uh, many I people have seen that movie already. Like, you can't yeah. reach a bigger audience, you know? Right. Here, I don't know if you would like to see, but this is... Um, this is... This is Babe Ruth's baseball Ooh. bat and a little yeah. yeah yeah there's also a um an accompanying ball to the baseball bat and his name is Screwy Screwball yep yeah but yeah I think that one was pretty much right like the perfect perfect performance uh the first time through so I don't think that needs any elaboration um yeah Matt do you have any do you have any that have sort well, of a similar story the, there I mean. Babe Ruth is more relevant than ever, so it seems inevitable that they'll right. remake that. Movie, right. Unfortunately. Um. Yeah, I I do hear that they are having a, a like uh old people names are having a big resurgence um in baby names recently and like maybe 
maybe because Herman is coming back into play that people are doing a lot more research on Babe Ruth, George Herman Ruth or whatever. And, uh, and now he's just being sort of in the spotlight more than one could have ever predicted, um, even though it is the MLB uh, offseason. Yeah, sure. Um, on a more serious note, um, super bad. Yep. Relevant yep. to its time and place. It was like a, Doesn't, a generational movie. Yeah. And wasn't it, though? I do think it's uh, it's currently on Netflix, which is exciting. Um so let's re-watch. hope that Netflix doesn't decide to uh, uh, make more money and Respect. reboot it because that would be super bad. bad too. Super bad. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually um, intend for me to do all animated movies, so maybe I'll throw one in at the end. That's not. But I do think that Shark Tale, starring Will Smith, was pretty much good the first time around, and uh, I don't know how much more you can do with like. Um, a fish working at a car wash, but <laughs> but maybe there's more to uncover there, and I could be wrong. So it's open to debate. Please let us know in the comments if you want to see more of that. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but it seems like you could do a lot with a with a fish working at a car wash potentially. But okay. I, know, I haven't seen. All right. It. Um, there's also a love story in there, so maybe we could see about when their children. Their little guppies also go to work at the car wash. Or maybe the little guppies will want to go and work at, like, the laundromat or something, and it causes a big family rift. Ooh, yeah. That could work. I mean, but you just said that we don't need to remake it. It was, it was good. Right, yeah. That's and see, you know what the reason is, is because that was an incredibly dumb idea, and that's the kind of thing we would get out of a remake, so we don't need it. Yeah. Um, I think Star Wars... I think we're good on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do I will say they do keep making more shit. Like there's just more <laughs> yeah. of it. It just Yeah, no, they're not I, I can't even keep up. It they're really not. Um and my coworkers are very into that. Um and I am one of the annoying people that has never seen all of them. And uh they're like, Oh yeah, it's like the Oh, but like the offshoot of the Mandalorian, and I'm like, isn't the Mandalorian an offshoot? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think if you saw the I first was like, do movies, we need more needed. tributaries from this gushing river? <laughs> it's a river that gives. <laughs> I guess so, man. Um, yeah, that's a good argument. It's a good argument. I I also think on um along the lines of movies that are pretty much perfect and don't need me remake is a uh, Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, another baseball. Basically, all baseball movies. I think we got well. Angels in the Outfield. Did we do a second follow up to that? Oh, that's a good question. If so, I didn't watch it. (laughs) And if (laughs) I haven't watched it, I don't know who will because I watch every baseball movie. Yeah. Well, we could do a a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim uh, in the outfield follow up. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. What show we as title. a star? Oh, that would be perfect. How's his arm doing? Right? His, his, or no, was it his? No, I heard he was going to play football. Oh, perfect. That's what we need. I saw a quote today from former Ohio State quarterback CJ Stroud, and he was like, football players wanted to play basketball, and basketball players want to play football. 
baseball and everyone watches they played baseball. <laughs> and I was like, so true. That's true. And then See the that. comments were like, men men love hitting balls. <laughs> and I was like, who doesn't? Like men, women, everyone. Yeah. It's like animals not throwing, hitting. Like it is so fun. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's not just a man thing. Any other baseball movies that were perfect? Uh, was the one with uh, I, I, Mel Gibson? I think that all I could think uh, of was picture. The Passion of the Christ. But I have a feeling that probably like wasn't. <laughs> um, oh, yes. The pitcher. The rookie. Uh, was that it? Oh, the rookie. Mel that Gibson did that? That's not Mel Gibson. With Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid, yeah. Whatever. They're a kin. Oh, I didn't know if Mel Gibson, like, directed it. No, I don't think so. I, just I would be shocked ones. because I think it's a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, I do love that movie, though. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but it's good. We don't need to remake it. Um, Citizen Kane. What more do you think is there to say about in danger of we Citizen need, we Kane? More, we we might need more Citizen Kane. Um, simply because I took it a tremendous nap to it one time, and if they made a sequel, I probably could take a pretty good nap to that one too. <laughs> I'm sure. That is a long ass movie. Yeah, it's super long. And because the it's Not old, the, wind, the pacing also is very slow. Very long. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a member of the TikTok generation. I can't be looking at a four hour movie. It is really tough to watch movies that long when the edits are so long, like, you know. Yeah. I'm also not a TikTok user, but that's fine. Um I can still identify with people with short attention spans. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's actually a pretty comprehensive list of perfect movies that we've put together there. So. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yep. So I think honestly, to, maybe. Uh, part two segment. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes though should probably contact us to do a ranking of best movies of all time. Oh yeah, sure. Yep. I can do that in addition to the <sighs> rock game. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're a man of many talents, Matthew. One of the most talented men I know. Uh, but speaking of talented men I know, there are also plenty of untalented men I know. And uh, one, <laughs> one of, I don't know him personally, but I, I feel like if you need to cheat in order to beat your rival for the first time since you started coaching somewhere, that maybe you're not that talented. Um and you can probably infer what we're discussing, but uh, I think we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some cheating in college football. Is that true? Yeah. So if um, you haven't heard, there have been allegations. No penalties have been. Uh, no judgment has Let been be- passed. However, we know for sure, without a trace of doubt, that University of Michigan <laughs> ball team. <laughs> was stealing signs, uh, which is against the rules and therefore cheating and therefore therefore punishable by both the NCAA and the Big Ten and uh, Michigan themselves. Uh, so Connor Stallions uh, was the one stealing signs. He, he was going to uh, other teams' games, figuring out uh, how they were signaling plays to the quarterback on offense. And then when they played Michigan, he relayed those plays, what the other team was running, to 
John Harbaugh and the uh, coordinators for the Michigan football team, which again is against the rules. Uh, you can't do it, and that's why it's cheating. And so they cheated, and yeah. so none of the. Ask a clarifying question. Do you think that this constitutes as cheating? Yeah. So because it's against the rules, it would be considered. <laughs> okay. Cheating. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Um, did you happen to see his 600-page manifesto on college fo- or on Michigan football? I heard about it. Did it get released? Did I don't know what that is. Document? So funny. What can you name a single thing in your life that you would be willing to write 600 pages on? No, not even Rolling Rock beer. Oh wow, that that's that goes to show you. Exactly. Um, oh, I just got a <laughs> shooting pain in my arm. It's probably from all that pitching I've been doing. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be like the rookie, make the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at age 41, even though yeah. the team doesn't exist anymore. But maybe they will I, when I'm 41. I remember the scene in the rookie where he's uh, throwing, like, and there's a, you know, a speed limit thing out yes. on the road, and it's like yeah. it looks like it's 67. But then the light flickers after he turns away, and it's yeah. Crazy. What a good moment. Yeah. Minorly heartbreaking, but yeah. And then all the like the sound effects. I was just like, no, when he's throwing it, and it's like, Pfft. anyway. Uh, if a Harbaugh yeah, the, was directing the movie, he would have just had uh, Dennis Quaid cheat to get into the major yeah. leagues, probably. Yeah. Because that's really the only way that he knows how to do it. Um, which is, uh, yeah, cheating. So. It's a shame, you know. It's just too. It is you know, a shame. It's disappointing, as as an Ohio State alum. It's just disappointing that the Michigan would stoop that low to it finally is. beat us. It is after getting dominated for like a decade or more. Two decades, God knows how long. Yeah, I think close to fifteen years. Yeah. Um. But it must. What What must be worse actually is being a michigan fan and knowing that you yeah have to cheat i mean always to it's rival. literally always worse yeah. being a michigan fan <laughs> well but then now you have the guilt of knowing that the only way you could beat ohio state was cheating and Asterisk. that yeah none of your wins count none of the seasons even count so you just wasted your time that must be a bummer it's just a bummer you know yeah that, sucks for them. that is tough i feel bad for them actually. um Eh. Eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> eh. Did you see that they bought tickets to, or they had tickets um, on both the Ohio State and Penn State sidelines for the game, and they ended up not showing up when the news went out? They bought tickets to both sides. Crazy. I've seen ridiculous things. Yeah, that's pretty and funny. They tried to. Did you see how they tried to turn this on Ohio State with a? Uh, uh, they yes. Allegedly, Ryan Day's brothers were the investigators that that found this out, and so yeah. now they're alleging that it was done illegally, like there was an illegal computer search involved. It's it's again, it's just sad that Michigan is stooping this low to um yeah to try to hide to that they were cheating and that they're cheaters. It's it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say there's some pretty funny content coming from it. 
I like yeah. how a lot of the other college football teams are in on it too. Like, uh, was that one mascot at like Purdue or something was like dressed up in uh like a onesie or something of the team when he was like like fake recording or something like that and then they put up on the billboard it was like uh Purdue football welcomes Connor Stallions or something yeah like that. <laughs> yeah that's great well, I also I saw a meme where like uh I think it was a was it a raccoon that was running on the field in a in a game and then like it's uh, pictures and it's zooming in. And then on the last picture, it zooms in on the raccoon and someone put Connor Stallion's face on the raccoon. <laughs> That's funny. Some great memes. Wait, there was like one where I think he like showed up on the sidelines. He was like wearing a mustache or something. Yeah. At, at like a central Michigan game. And no one yeah. like allowed him on the sidelines. They're like, yep, we don't know how we got there. It's so funny. The bottom line is it's cheating, and they're cheaters, so. Yeah. That's the main takeaway, unfortunately. Yeah. Sadly. On that note, go listen to some rock and roll, crack open a cold beer, watch uh, Everyone's Hero, um, Shark Tale, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, uh, Citizen Kane, (laughs) um, Field of Dreams, um, the rookie uh maybe go throw some pitches in your backyard if you have one and then um and then root for ohio state uh as they continue being uh playing honestly in a field of cheaters um as always uh i'm aaron and i'm matt rock and roll Woo! and this is on a healthy discourse see ya